0: Hi and welcome to the iPhone Life Podcast. I'm Donna Schill, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life.
1: And I'm Colin Thomas, Senior Instructor at iPhone Life, filling in for David, who is on vacation.
0: Thanks for joining us, Colin.
1: It's my pleasure. For joining me, more like. <laughs> well, it's us.
0: True. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. We are one week out from Apple, September 7th iPhone 14 event, so today we're gonna to be talking about what we're expecting from Apple
1: next week. Around here it's holiday season. Yes, and One for weekend. all of you
0: too, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it's exciting, it's an exciting time of year. I already am speculating about what I wanna buy. How about you?
1: Um, definitely, <laughs> if they do roll out that AR, headset i'm going to immediately buy one
0: <laughs> yes yeah, so we're going to be talking about the possibility of that uh, the ones that we're really expecting of course is the iphone 14 line and the new apple watch line but we're going to talk about some of the other rumors that are much more of a gamble in this episode but first i want to tell you about our sponsors for today matthias is the first sponsor that i'll talk about uh, matthias has been a sponsor of ours for a while and a lot of us in the office use matthias products they I make- use one Do you yeah nice they make amazing keyboards they're all more affordable than apple's keyboards and have a lot of features that you may prefer over apple's products um firstly they have an amazing battery life you have wireless and wired options whereas apple has gone completely wireless now but a lot of times people want to just have it plugged in
1: they have a rechargeable aluminum 10 keyless wireless keyboard which is all the features that i was looking for it looks exactly like apples but it doesn't have the number pad which Mm -hmm. leaves room for your mouse so you don't get shoulder pain and it's rechargeable and it's bluetooth i love it i love it
0: so (laughs) i don't think we need to say anymore go check out matthias they have amazing products Um, next i want to tell you about informant 5. informant 5 is a calendar and reminder app all wrapped into one. So it's really all you need for keeping your life organized through your iPhone. Uh, they've been around for a really long time. They have a really solid product. Um, it's really nice. They have a great views that are superior to Apple's calendar app. I mean, Apple's calendar app, I think most people would agree, is not Apple's strong suit. Um, it's pretty it simple works. and bare bones. It works. But Informant uh, 5 has a really great seven-day calendar view. Um, they Like it's very customizable and having your reminders and calendar events all wrapped into one, I think is really nice setting instead of having to go to separate places. So make sure to check out Informant 5. Lastly, I want to tell you about our product. It's the iPhone Life tip of the day newsletter. This is what we like to tell people about if you're just getting to know iPhone Life. Um, if you've, a lot of you may already be on this newsletter, but if not, I want to tell you what it is. So iPhone Life's tip of the day is our email newsletter that's daily that we send you something cool you can do with your iPhone and we teach it to you in under a minute. So it's a very small time commitment and it's just a nice way to stay abreast of all of the updates to your iPhone. Cause when new features come out, we'll send you tips about how to use the new features and also how to find those cool hidden gems that you just didn't know existed. Um, like there's a lot of like s- hidden swipe gestures that will tell you that will unlock a new capability on your iPhone. We tell you all of those things like that. So, if you just go to iphonelifecom tips, you can sign up. It's completely free, no strings attached. iphonelifecom tips.
1: I'm a tip subscriber. I also make the tips, but I subscribe (laughs) to them because I don't make all of them. And it is a great way to stay on top of all of your tech to just keep informed about the infinite features on these little supercomputers that we carry in our pockets.
0: I love when I discover like a cool little thing I didn't know that I could do. And actually the tip I'm going to share today is an example of that. Uh, So a cool tip I wanted to share with you guys is how to identify plants with the iPhone photos app. Some of these features are like things that you could do with third-party apps for a long time and you couldn't do just with Apple's own stock apps. And as they add them, we want to make sure you know about them because it can be really useful. So not only can the Photos app help you identify plants now, but also dog breeds, statues, and there's, I think, also other natural things like trees and stuff like that. So if you take a photo in the Photos app and you swipe up on it, um, so this is how to how to actually do this there's going to be like a whole pane of information below about the details
1: panel the details
0: yeah. panel yeah and now like one of the things on there now will say um if you if it is one of the items that apple's algorithms can now identify it'll uh let's see you tap the little info icon or swipe up on the photo and there'll be a little thing that says look up and next to it it'll say plant and for me if I didn't know to go further than this, I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, genius. The Photos app is telling me I took a picture of a plant. That's Thanks not very for that helpful. information.
1: But <laughs> that it's was, so for me sitting there, I'm like, wow, <laughs> my iPhone knew it was a plant. That is not a small discovery. Like for computers to be yeah. able to identify that this is a photo of a plant. That is a huge technological leap that's just happened in the last few years. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, I knew it was a plant, so I don't know how helpful <laughs> that information is. But if you tap on the plant, the word plant, yes, then it will tell you what kind of plant it was. W- or it may tell you what kind it'll of plant try it to, was. <laughs>
0: but, yeah. but it actually ha- it is pretty good. Like I think um, I've done it with dogs mostly, and I was impressed with what, what it showed up. So it'll show you related articles. That siri finds, so it's not going to like tell you definitively hey this is what you saw but you'll see really closely related images so you know we had our in our daily tip it was a common sunflower i was questioning whether it actually was a sunflower when i saw the picture but then i talked to our video producer who produced it wasn't Colin this time and he's like i planted those and they were sunflowers i can tell you <laughs> for sure so we have had some success with it on the team um, it's fun if you have a dog taking a picture and seeing if it can get it right, um, and yeah, I I've, I had good success with that too, finding like German Shepherd mixes, um, which was is what I have. So um, it's a cool one to check out. I mean, I think the most useful benefit of this tip is what this like. More so than like, you don't need to find out what your own dog is most likely. Right. But it is helpful, I think, for like plant varieties being like, did I just step in poison ivy, take a picture of it and check? Or you're out on a nature hike and you see this gorgeous wildflower and you want to plant it in your yard, take a
1: picture of it, find out what it is. And it's wild that that's even technically possible.
0: Yeah, it is. It Like, it makes sense that since it's a newer technology that for a while it's been only in paid apps that you can yeah. do this yeah. kind of thing. Um, But I'm glad that Apple is just building it in now. It's pretty Pretty
1: cool.
0: Yeah. Next, I want to tell you about our premium subscription called iPhone Life Insider. If you go to iPhoneLife.com slash podcast discount, you can get 30% off for just being a podcast listener. And this is our educational platform that really helps you master your Apple devices from your iPhone to your Mac to your Apple Watch. If you have one of these devices and you just have the sneaking suspicion, you're not using all the capabilities you could and not enjoying it as much as you could, Insider is for you. We have guides with step-by-step PDFs that you can download. We also have step-by-step videos that go along with that, that our video team, Cullen being one of them, helps produce. Um, You also get all of our live courses. Cullen's our lead instructor. He can tell you a little bit about that.
1: In the live courses, we do we do abbreviated versions of the guides where we go through all our favorite content, particularly for the new OSs, but we do additional courses each year. So whenever Apple changes everything on your device with a new operating system, we'll tell you how to navigate in that space um, and what the new and most exciting features are and how to use them. And then we also take questions live. So it's a it's a live Of course, it's usually Donna and I, and she does a fantastic job moderating. And we've got a couple of extra moderators that will tune in and answer more questions live. So it's a great, um, there's a bunch of different avenues in the Insider program for different ways to learn and to stay abreast of all of the different changes with your systems and their tools.
0: And on that note, we're starting our iOS 16 course on September 8th. So the day after the Apple announcement, we're going to teach you how to install iOS 16 on your device. We're going to go over, you know, how to clear out storage, how to do an iCloud backup, and then all the tips you need for the installation process. So it goes smoothly and you don't get stuck anywhere because it's weirdly can happen. And so we want to make sure that that goes smoothly. And then the week after that, we start. And that one's uh, all,
1: all, for, all for free.
0: Yeah, it is free. All so if, you, if you're not an insider yet, that you can join for free. Um, but then after that, if you become an insider, you get a month's worth of a course where every week Cullen's going to go over new features of iOS 16, walk you through it. And you'll also get our guide as a companion. So you can have that and study up in between live sessions with lots of other Apple enthusiasts who you can all help each other during these courses to get the most out of it it's fun always to see cool. in the chat people are always like but did you see this feature if you do this you can do that so yep. it's really awesome when um all of you yeah, get together
1: insiders are great <laughs> insiders are
0: great yes so hope you join us uh it's also if you like iphone life it's a great way to support what we do um, we're a small independent publishing company so um we really love all the show of support that you give us So iphonelife.com slash podcast discount, that's where you go for your 30% off. And if you go into our show notes at iphonelife.com slash podcast, I'll also include a link to sign up for the free lesson for the iOS 16 class. If you just want to check it out, see if you like it, and then you can decide from there whether you want to become an insider or not. So I think it is almost time for us to get into all the rumors that we've been promising for the so September seventh event. Okay, um, we September do have some 7th. fun comments from listeners though that okay. I did want to read out from previous episodes.
1: Let's hear from our insiders who we love.
0: Yes. Um so we had a someone we had an episode recently where we talked about air tags and the, how we feel like they're an underrated product like you know you don't hear people talking about them that much anymore
1: i don't even own one that's, you how, don't under, own that's one? how underrated they are
0: <laughs> i've got them on my keys and luckily i haven't needed it yet but this is apple's like only i don't cheap have product. one of my keys and
1: i have needed it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this morning yeah, this yeah. morning when i got locked out of the office
0: yeah so AirTags, for those of you who don't know it's a 29 dollar product from apple which is awesome because apple doesn't really offer much for that you
1: can't get a a charger for $29 i know
0: (laughs) yeah so it's a um it is a tracker for things like keys purses you can just pop it in there and use it The find my app to track it um i even have one on my dog's collar which is not really it's recommended use because it's not um the most accurate in remote places because it uses Apple devices, like a mesh network of Apple devices in order to locate things. Hmm. So um you're better off when so you're if your dog surrounded by iPhones.
1: Runs off into a cord field. It may not actually work. may not actually
0: work. Um <laughs> but it's cool. And we had Marianne, one of our longtime listeners, write in. Um she keeps an air tag in her handbag, uh, and then the bag that she takes to Church, she says, and then a beach bag that to take takes on vacation and taped inside my husband's eyeglass case. That's a good use
1: for That's it. That's a great idea. I Where use... are my glasses? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, we can always use the vacation air tag for other things during the year. I think we'll take your advice and put it in the car. Cause like if you don't have a car that has CarPlay or Bluetooth tracking, it's like I've had it happen so many times where in a big parking garage, I spend more time than I'd like to admit walking around looking (laughs) for my car.
1: (laughs) Where did I park? So
0: thanks for writing in, Marianne. Um, And then we had a couple other insiders write in about uh, the beta. Starting after the September 7th event, we'll find out when you can install iOS 16, the official shipping version. But all summer, people on our team have been trying out Apple's public beta program, It does have lots of downsides, including bugs and glitches. So it's fun to hear from you what you think, whether it's worth it or not. Um, So we had someone writing in. I wanted to give you impressions of the beta. I downloaded it to my iPhone and iPad and Apple Watch and held my breath during all the installs, as I usually wait a bit. But um, yeah, installed very easily. I found no bugs as of this writing and love the new lock screens. As David said, everything is really smooth. Um, that was not my experience, but I'm glad it was. This is John Travis writing in. Uh, for me, I've had all kinds of problems, including battery drain really? and my phone probably just freezing and needing to be force restarted huh. about twice a week.
1: I have not had that. I, this has been Weird. probably the smoothest iOS beta I've ever had. I haven't had any crashes on my iPhone. That said, the Mac OS beta has been wrecking havoc. Like, oh to that the was brave
0: th- of you to even put that on there
1: to the mac os beta has been has been a problem i've been been thinking about rolling back actually because i keep it, everything is falling apart
0: yeah well <laughs> maybe this is a good your mileage to may start. vary
1: i don't know the, this is, seems to be a pretty different experience for a lot of different people depending on your use case and your hardware
0: for sure uh, it's surprising on yours given it's like a brand new mac though you'd think yeah. that would do better with the beta But I think a good place to start is to talk about the software, because, of course, we're getting new hardware, which is always so exciting uh, in September. But we're also getting software updates for all these devices. So even Um, if
1: you don't spring for a new $1,000 iPhone, you do get a new refreshed experience with the operating system. Yeah. And I I really like iOS If you have an iPhone 8 or later. If you have an iPhone 8 or later, (laughs) yes. I do really like iOS 16. The new lock screen improvements are sweet
0: yeah i i'm still discovering a lot of new things um it's really exciting i do not know whether we're going to get ios 16 the day that we get the event or if it's gonna or if apple will wait till the following monday like they usually do in general this is very unusual for us to have an event so early um i was looking through the years and it was only it's always the second tuesday of september except for in 2016 when we had an earlier event um so Mm. Already Apple is sort of breaking with tradition, so who knows? Plus it's on a Wednesday. Yeah, now it's on a Wednesday. Will Apple say, and now you can install iOS 16 today? Maybe, or it'll be available on the 12th. But either way, um, it's coming out shortly around the event. That w- that's the expe- expectation. And same with Apple Watch software, the WatchOS 8 um, release. But we're not expecting to get the Mac macOS updates um, or that... iPad OS 16 updates until October at least. So that's that's interesting.
1: Typically, although Apple mixes things up, typically we get iPhone, Apple Watch, and iPad uh, announcements in September, and then we get Mac and iPad announcements in October. So, but
0: last year, we did get the iPad OS in September. Right. Like it, it was more kind of like paired with the iPhone. So it's interesting that they're breaking that now.
1: Yeah. We, Apple likes to make brave decisions and make things up. <laughs> so,
0: so let's talk about the iPhone 14.
1: Yeah. What do we got coming for the iPhone 14? Of course, these are just rumors. We don't know for sure. Uh, we won't know until September 7th um but
0: But we will tell you what's the most likely and least likely because at this point there are certain leakers and analysts that have like such a good track record that it's we can pretty much expect some of these rumors to be true
1: (laughs) yeah so uh the event's september 7th we're we're expecting it to get a little bit more expensive Surprise, surprise. price
0: hike across the board.
1: Yeah. Supply chain problems persist. There's still a war in Ukraine. There's energy prices. Costs are going up. So yeah. we're going to feel it. Um, In addition to the price jump. <laughs> it's
0: like what a downer way to start our rumor around that, but it's, it's true. Well, and it's one of the ones you most likely can count on. Yeah, I
1: think we can be pretty <laughs> confident that the price is going to go up. That's yeah. probably the most... <laughs> I mean, you didn't need to do a bunch of research into rumor roundups to know that the price was going to go up. (laughs) True. Uh, So they're not going to do a mini, we think. Yeah. It looks like the mini line didn't sell for like
0: almost a year.
1: Yeah, and that is uh, reinforced by some pretty dim sales statistics about the Uh. minis. The mini series started with the 12 and then went into the 13 i think and and they have not sold well so it looks like apple's retiring it
0: for me the lower battery life is what killed the mini for me i would have gotten it but i didn't want to sacrifice battery life like that's so nice being able to have easily like a day and a half battery life off of one charge
1: Um, larger device larger battery like smaller device physically smaller battery Mm
0: -hmm. um so i'm not sad about that
1: yeah, I don't know. I never got a mini, but I was, I do like the, the idea of the smaller iPhone, but uh, it seems like it wasn't enough of an uh, incentive for me to actually buy one, and I, <laughs> that that pretty much says what you need to say. So the mini's gone, but there might be a new iPhone Max. So instead of a mini, the lineup for the 13 was mini, then iPhone then iPhone Pro, then iPhone Pro Max, in terms of cost and capabilities.
0: Yeah, that went from base yeah. to high
1: end. And now they're getting rid of the low-end iPhone mini, and they're going, f- we have heard, the rumor is, yeah. that it'll be iPhone, then iPhone Max, iPhone Pro, iPhone Pro Max. And that's probably a good idea because I know a lot of people who didn't need the camera features on the Pro Max, who didn't particularly want the improved processing power, but just wanted the biggest iPhone. And so this is definitely going to be a cheaper version of a larger phone. Mm -hmm. That's a good move. I support it.
0: Yeah, it's similar to the... um... Gosh, what was it? It's not the iPhone SE. The iPhone 10R. there was that model that oh, was yeah. like sort of like a bigger kind of base model phone. Um, so I feel like that, you know, I don't know what the sales were on that. But Everybody wants bigger
1: phones. I think the yeah. phones are just going to keep getting bigger until they seamlessly merge into iPads.
0: I hope that's not true.
1: <laughs> and they're going to have, have to keep about, sewing larger and larger pockets. I'm not going to get the max.
0: I like, I think the size of the the plane thirteen is like perfect, so I'm hoping really. That I got it. I didn't.
1: I didn't want my thumb won't reach all the way across the max. But once I got it, I'm never going back.
0: Really? All yeah. right. I, st- just, I still uh... get thumb
1: cramps trying to reach for the opposite side of the screen, but uh, it's just once the size. Once you get used to a slightly larger screen, you, it's like a fishbowl. Like you don't want to go back into a smaller fishbowl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I guess yeah I could see that. Um, so what are some of the things that make the iphone 14 exciting
1: well there's one rumor so there's a few things that have been rumored for a while though you know who knows if this is actually going to happen there's been rumors spinning around for a while that they're going to get rid of the notch if they do i will like that the notch is the little thing at the top of your screen that houses the cameras yeah that is an indent into the screen um
0: and it's something that personally doesn't bother me a lot like it makes me crazy it's not a huge cutout of the screen i mean yes having edge to edge all the way across would be nice but this will still have they'll then be they're calling them like punch hole cutouts that for the face id and front-facing camera
1: right you would have a little a little hole in your screen which i feel like might actually be worse
0: yeah i'm a little worried about that that these like weird kind of like misshapen little this is, dots on your screen might be more distracting honestly than like a consistent looking cutout.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I just know that having like a hole in the screen just like bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> From a design perspective, I find it really annoying and having like a little punch out on the screen, I think you're probably right. I'm a little worried that that might end up being even more annoying.
0: And it might be something like what the rumors are saying is it could just be that the pro and pro max have the punch hole cutouts, whereas the base ones keep the notch. So you might end up like, depending on what, what it looks like, you you can choose based on that. Um, to me, what seems exciting about the 14 line is the camera. And then this always on technology. I'm really, Hmm. I'm really intrigued by, I guess I'm going to talk about always on first. Okay always on is a feature that new Apple watches have where yes. it like does dim your display to a certain degree, but you always have your lock screen basically um, on display, even when you're not using your device and the um, higher end iPhone models are expected to have that. And so I'm intrigued by this. Cause I'm, I feel like Apple usually does a good job implementing these things, but I feel like there is the downside that it makes it a lot easier for just for other people to be like looking at your phone screen. Because unlike the Apple Watch, the Apple Watch, you don't really want it to look just like a dead device ever, because then it doesn't look like a wristwatch, which, you know, I think the (laughs) Apple Watch, it's it's trying to look both like a cool high-tech gadget, but also replace a traditional timepiece. Whereas with your iPhone, I don't know as much like the upside, I guess like it's, it is nice to get whatever, like now that there are more widgets that you can add to your home screen with iOS 16, it lets you see those more at a glance. Um, But I... I don't know, I think the privacy concerns are the things that I have a question of how Apple's gonna address that.
1: Yeah, and the battery life concern. Um, battery life
0: too, yeah. Leaving the
1: screen on all the time is gonna use up a lot more battery. Um, I, I don't know about an always on display. I think that for the most part, when my phone is in my pocket, I don't need the screen to be on. Um, and I would prefer to save that battery life. And when <laughs> I have it out, unlocking the screen is but a button press away. That said, I could see a need for having some widgets on the lock screen that you are consistently checking in with. Although I personally do not need the extra a- avenue of access to social media. <laughs> we can. <laughs>
0: but if you have like an Uber coming, for instance, yeah. and there's supposed to be these new live tracking notifications, you haven't been able to test them in iOS 16. So we'll see when they actually come out. But that I could see being cool that you can just kind of like glance and keep an eye on like, oh, it's one minute away or your ride is here just without having to do anything. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think this could be one of those features that it's like a feature you didn't know you needed. Hmm. It could either be annoying and unnecessary and drain your battery life, or it could be one of those things where you're like, actually, this is awesome. Why didn't they always do this?
1: Yeah, we'll see. It definitely in the past was not a thing because of the battery life issues, but as displays get more efficient, it becomes more plausible. It will still use more battery, but they're displays are getting better and more efficient so we'll see um we don't know that that's definitely going to happen um the other one that seems pretty likely but again we don't know for sure we've heard rumors about the pro models moving to a 48 megapixel camera
0: which is right now it's at 12 megapixels so this is a huge jump
1: that would be a huge jump now that said um, I, a photo video professional, I'm very skeptical of the need to go from 12 megapixels to 48. Yeah. Uh, it's a cur- If they do do that, it will be very, I'll be very curious to try to sort out why there are some higher megapixel camera phone cameras on the market already, not from Apple. And for the most part, it's for marketing reasons. Higher megapixels sells more phones, even if it is not in fact a better camera. The advantage to that many megapixels is probably improved digital zoom mm. because the sensor isn't any physically larger, right? So, adding more megapixels is just smaller pieces of the sensor attached to each part of the picture, which means less light for each pixel, which means actually lower image quality per pixel. But there's so many more of them that you can maybe downsample and correct it. I don't know. For the most part, 12 megapixels is roughly equivalent to 35 millimeter film. 35 millimeter film is pretty good. So 12 megapixels has been pretty good. If you're jumping all the way up to 48, why? What for? <laughs> maybe it will give you a better digital zoom. That's what I keep thinking. Or maybe it's for some kind of center stage like feature where it could do an auto pan and zoom. To keep subjects in focus and it might help with low light
0: that i'm curious about
1: so we'll see this is all speculative it um, also
0: yeah it's like, is it one of those things that almost just sounds like apple wants to it's like wanting the numbers to look good on the tech specs yeah and, sounds you know, there are great. other android phones now that have 48 megapixels so apple wants to too but it's actually like less user focused and more Yeah, but just, like an
1: a 4K display is only 8 megapixels. Right. So you can't print a 48 megapixel picture, nor can you display it on your 4K TV or even your 8K TV if you're wealthy and have an 8K TV. Um, so, you know, it, I don't know, it's interesting, you know, the, the, the DSLR cameras, are really nice photo cameras are only 10 megapixel 12 megapixel but they take way better photos than a phone so yeah so why are we why are we jumping up to 48 i don't know but apple often has creative deep pixel magic things that they might want to do with those extra pixels and we'll see
0: speaking of which we also wanted to like to speculate a, bi- a bit about the theme of this event apple's calling it the far out september 7th event
1: Far and, out
0: And, you know, looking over the years, usually in in hindsight, you can be like, oh, that's what that was alluding to. So with the far out theme, there are some rumors that it could have to do with photography features, uh, that it could allow that Apple will announce new capabilities with the iPhone to take better astrophotography.
1: That was one. Yeah, could be could be far out as for astrophotography could, i mean it is require kind of the 48 theme.
0: megapixels <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe i mean if they were if they were doing more of their uh, night vision sort of deep pixel magic where they're where they're combining pixels to get the best the best color rendition for very low light that would work for astrophotography too because that is very low light um i don't know Curious. I mean with the James Webb going up and with the Artemis 1 missions launching, it seems like a theme for the year. So maybe they're doing some astrophotography.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the other it could be as simple as that they're alluding to the new lock screens cuz with iOS 16 lock screen redesign, they now have astronomy options that right. shows you the moon phases or it can like show you a view of the earth. Those are cool. So it could be as simple as that. They are yeah. really cool. Um but I'm hoping that it's actually something maybe A little cooler even. Another thing they talked about is that it could be um a satellite service that would allow for for you to make emergency calls even when you're out of usual range of your carrier. Um, Far
1: out of range. I see what you're saying there. With the satellite is far out plus you're out of range. So it's far out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, we are truly in the far out field of speculation. Yes, for
0: sure. <laughs> like this is just trying to figure out what it could be. Although I guess satellite features—that's been some somewhat rumored for a while. Um,
1: far yeah. far out also kind of means trippy, and to me, that sort of lends some hopeful credence to the AR VR goggle rumor that we. I feel been... like that
0: might just be your wishful thinking, though, because you want, t- it so I want it so bad. So <laughs> bad. <laughs> um, what about the apple watch though that we're expecting for sure
1: there's gonna be an apple watch you can put money on it so the new apple watch will be series eight Mm -hmm. there's some rumors that it might have a new design that uh, the apple watches have been this sort of rounded classic iphone shape um with the bulgy corners and a sort of rounded yeah
0: it's like a rectangle with rounded edges which is
1: was how the original iphone looked um yeah there's been some rumor that it might shift more to the modernized iphone aesthetic which with a kind of streamlined flat surface and harder edges
0: yeah like with the ipad air 2, with getting that flat edge and the ipad pro
1: right which would be the first major redesign of the apple watch since it's always had this kind of rounded body
0: it seems that Apple is never going to go with the redesign that I want, which is for it to be round and look like a traditional timepiece. <laughs> but I think the flat edge would look better than this. I like. I love the Apple Watch for so many things, but I do not like the way
1: that it looks. I agree.
0: Um, and so I think that it would I be agree. awesome if it's it was like redesigned.
1: The, a weird pill.
0: <laughs> yeah. The rumors. That, yeah, totally. The rumors are not as consistent as I would like that we'll actually get the flat edges. It might like what's sounding like is more likely is that it'll be flatter to your. Rest than it used to be and a little bit wider so basically just like squished
1: down. yeah that would be nice <laughs> I, i'm into Better it Better than nothing um it will have probably a new chip in it the s8 chip uh number goes up much like the a16 processor that we're expecting for the pro models of the iphone 14 um it is uh, an S8 for the Apple Watch and an A16 for the Pro models of the iPhone 14, and that is better than an A15 or an S7 because the number went up. Um, what numbers go up with that, we don't know, of course, because we won't know till we, till we test them. Um, then there's the, um, there's the possibility of the Watch Series 8 including a rugged model Mm. designed for sports enthusiasts or workers uh contractors that need to bash their hands around and need a case that might protect the screen a little better so that's been floated we don't know for sure if that's going to happen but uh it would be cool
0: yeah i'm curious whether we'll get that or not
1: one thing that i am excited about is the possibility of a low power mode for the apple watch apple watch doesn't have a low power mode iPhones do, but Apple Watches don't, and it would be nice. There have been many times in my use of this device that it has been at 10% or less, and I am still many miles from charging it, and being able to pop it into low power mode would have saved the day.
0: That's one that I was hoping was going to be a uh, watchOS 8 feature, but what I was uh, hearing is that this will be a hardware-dependent feature, Mm. um, because... Right now, they can't really stretch the battery life further than they have, um, so that not only will the Apple Watch Series 8, at least if there's a higher-end model, will it have a, uh, improved battery life, but that it could also have a low-power mode, one that actually gets you functions on your like phone, that, uh, on your watch that are still available, whereas like right now, like you said, it basically just turns off your device and turns it into a clock. Yeah. Um, so it's not very useful. But I mean, having a better battery life on the Apple Watch, I think that alone would make it worth upgrading. Oh, so that's worth something it. we've been waiting ever since it came out for a better battery life and we haven't gotten
1: Apple it. Watches are great, but the fact that I have to, like, it has these like sleep tracking features that yeah. I never use because you have to charge it all night long. And there's no other way. I want fast charging. I want it to charge up in like 15 minutes. And I want a longer battery life, so I can wear it all night,
0: and you know the latest Apple watch does have faster charging yeah. if you come if you use this but it's not to the point
1: when you can like puck. wake up in the morning, pop it on the charger, do your morning routine, and then take it off the charger again. It won't be charged, yeah, so we want we want more <laughs>
0: <laughs> lastly, um, I haven't heard a whole lot that we're gonna be getting significant new sensors. And that's something I always like wanting more from the Apple Watch in terms of health tracking and yeah. sensors. Um there was some rumor of having a body temperature reading and that's sounding less likely now. I would love someday for my Apple Watch to be able to track stress more um accurately. Like mm-hmm. if it could cuz I know there are some Garmin watches that can give you recommendation like down you know you might it's the,
1: what's the me- it's it's a some skin resistance measurement that and you like, can take that relates to cortisol levels i think
0: yeah and I, I, I can't remember the. I,
1: I can't remember the technical term for it but there is a way to measure electrically in the in your skin i think i hadn't heard that there are watches that could do that but that yeah. would be cool
0: and it might be also like a combination of the sensors like heart rate as it relates to different things that can indicate stress
1: the the day will come when your watch can be powered by your stress and you'll never need to charge it (laughs) i
0: have a really powerful watch yeah (laughs) oh man so outside of what we just talked about we may get these ar glasses we may get airpods pro 2. Um, and then, so we'll talk about those too. But we're going to save Mac and iPad because we're probably not getting those till later this fall.
1: They usually come out in October, so we'll talk about them more when we're getting a little closer. Yeah. But you never know. Sometimes Apple throws a curveball.
0: So I'm hoping you can talk about AR glasses. I know you're excited about them because well, I actually I I have not. Up until recently, been getting enough credible rumors to think that it was even possible.
1: So, okay, so what I will say about the AR slash VR goggles is that it is a legend. At this point, (laughs) we are very much in the in the space of Charlie Brown and the football, where for the last six or seven years, maybe more, we've been hearing rumors that Apple keeps hiring AR and VR tech specialists to and work Tim, on some secret device.
0: And Tim Cook will publicly be like, AR is the future, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, yeah,
1: No, they keep talking it up. But um, mean, we've even gotten, there've been firms that have done renders of theoretical models of what they might look like. We don't know whether it is an AR unit, which would be augmented reality, which is something that you would wear that would look sort of like normal reading glasses or normal eye corrective glasses, but would have a camera in it. And could add objects to the world around you or change your environment, but it would be principally the environment you're you're actually seeing, or a VR, which is virtual reality unit, which is like a like these Oculus or Vive or or cardboard headsets that block out the world you're in and replace it with a stereoscopic virtual reality. Um, both would be cool. It could be both. They might be working on both. We don't know. Um, We don't know what they're working on, but uh, whatever it is, it's going to be great. (laughs) The the possibilities for both AR and VR are very rich. Uh, They are technologies that aren't quite ready for prime time in the same way that, like, we've got AR and VR technology on the market right now, but it's a little bit like how in the run-up to the release of the original iPhone, there were blackberries and palm pilots and other devices on the market that basically did all the things that an iphone would do yeah but it wasn't until the iphone made that available in a way that everyone could use i know that everyone wanted that suddenly the whole world became a cell phone world right
0: and ar right now to me like i've it's not made that leap at all it's, like i think for the very most part much AR, in i'm intrigued early... by it but any app I've used that uses AR like it doesn't really specialist
1: technology. It's not useful yet. The people who use it are like this is amazing. But it hasn't made the the leap to prime time yet and hopefully soon it will.
0: It does seem like if Apple is you know at least historically has a capability of doing something like this. Yes.
1: And others have tried. Facebook has has been trying to make that leap to go from specialist technology to publicly available. And they've rebranded their entire identity around AR, but uh, it hasn't worked yet. So who knows? Maybe Apple's far out will mean a whole new world. <laughs>
0: setting expectations really low for you really
1: low yeah
0: (laughs) we'll see i don't know i'm I'm, i think i'm the cynic here i'm like no but maybe like i I do think eventually with ar that they that you know that'll become like just part of the fabric of the it way will, we do things. It will
1: remake the way we do things in the same way that iPhones did. Does it
0: mean that we're all going to be wearing goggles though all the time? Or glasses, That's what I don't understand. Or yeah. glasses,
1: or eventually contacts, although that is many years out.
0: Yeah, they, but it has to be pretty lightweight for me to want to wear.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I and I'm sure that so when Google tried the Google Glass, um, that was the is There were there were two huge problems with it. One was the privacy concern that nobody liked the idea of having a camera pointed at them 24 7 by their friends um i think we may have gotten over that particular concern
0: <laughs> <laughs> i say after i set up the furbo at my house it's like a dog yes. dog tracking camera that, like,
1: <laughs> and now we have cameras everywhere yeah. all the time pointed at us 24 7 so we may have gotten over that problem uh the other problem was that it's just a big thing on your face And maybe we'll never get over that. Maybe the future is not a future of Geordie LaForge's with weird visors, (laughs) Um, but there's also the possibility that we will all be wearing sleek, cool, hipster glasses that can see a virtual reality. Or at least we can uh, work using them. It may replace monitors in the more distant future.
0: Yeah, like it'll be projected images onto like some sort of surface that it won't be a computer. Yes. Yeah. Well, and less exciting rumors than that, for sure. (laughs) But still, for the, like, so many of us are AirPods fans, let's talk about what we might see with the AirPods Pro. Oh, yeah. That also may be later this fall, but probably we're going to get AirPods Pro 2 sometime this year.
1: Oh, could we not? I'm noticing on this AirPods Pro 2 rumor list that they're talking about USB-C charging. Yeah. And... The European Union did pass that law saying that they need the standardizing all cell phones to USB-C chargers. Has there been no rumor that the iPhones would follow?
0: Oh, I, I was reading that that might end up being a 2023 okay. update, but I'm not totally sure. That hasn't been a, a top rumor. I feel like it... I don't know why they wouldn't just do it now,
1: though. Why wouldn't you just do it? I, I feel... mean, technologically, there may be supply chain issues involved, yeah. but usb-c is superior to thunderbolt
0: and it'd be really nice just to have like just one charger that i use for my macbook i use for my ipad yeah the
1: only reason apple hasn't done it is to its proprietary lock-in and that it's annoying and it's annoying yeah Yeah.
0: but yeah so the airpods pro 2 um i it'll be interesting because right now we've got you know the base level airpods then the airpods 2 that shifted the design to some degree and then the airpods pro which has the noise cancellation they lock into your ears more securely so the sound is better um and they're awesome but they are more um like they're not as comfortable i don't think this is i guess that's my more my personal I think feeling on them. i think
1: they're way more comfortable really oh yeah the silicone cups for the airpods pro Way better,
0: huh? Okay, so this but might be a controversial
1: take, yeah. This <laughs> might be
0: something I would consider in that case. Um, but yeah, with the AirPods Pro 2, like th- they may be able to do some stuff to the design to make them look better because it seems pretty universal that no one's liked the stem, nobody likes um, <laughs> that <stems, so. laughs> And so, with the Pro 2, they're saying there either might be no stem or a shortened stem. We'll huh. see. Um, MagSafe charging that would be nice, that would be nice because um, yes. right now, any chargers I use for my my AirPods that have you know, uh have wireless charging it's like you have to situate them just right and magsafe which i have on my iphone it really does it's just so much better that yeah. it like locks into place and you know that it's happening and it consistently happens so that would be awesome to have that on the airpods yeah. pro
1: magnets um, how do they work
0: usbc charging that's you know in the mix of potential rumors and that would be that would be um nice just like we said if if apple just keeps switching to usbc so we can just use the same chargers for everything please
1: do they were the f- they were among the first to start adopting usbc and you still have way more usbc ports on Macs yeah. than you will on any pc but uh no iphone no i mean come on catch up yeah (laughs) catch up to yourself (laughs) so the thing
0: with this i just have to i can't talk about the airpods without complaining about this quickly the airpods 2 i recently ordered and they don't fit my ears like i actually can't get them to stay in my ear they'll pop out after like three seconds
1: that was the that was the problem solved by the pros
0: so the pros i was going to say it is nice because they come with different tips so you can fit it to your ear but what I don't like is that you feel so locked in with ah, them. Yes. like so It's, it's like a little sealed bit like in screwing feeling. something
1: into your ear, yes.
0: Um, whereas what I always really like with the base level AirPods that they're just kind of floating and sitting and it's like low commitment to take them in and out. Huh. Whereas like the AirPods Pro 2, yeah, crap, yeah. yeah you feel like <laughs> so sealed in. And so I feel like I may be being forced into the AirPods Pro line against my will, <laughs> um, but I do hope that Apple will work more on making air, like a design that works for every ear?
1: I don't know what to hope for with an AirPods Pro 2. My AirPods Pro rock. You love them? Yeah. The connection is solid. They switch devices seamlessly as if by magic. The sound quality is as good as wireless can be. I mean... Their audio isolation is really solid. Their sound dampening is great. Like, I don't, what are they improving? (laughs) Maybe they just needed to roll. Battery life, maybe? That'd be nice. I've never had a problem with the battery life either. You haven't? No, because I don't, I mean, even listening for like four or five hours, you then pop them out and recharge them in the case for a few minutes and you're good to go again. Yeah, that's true. Um, So, yeah, I'm not sure what to hope for with the AirPods Pro 2. Mm, we'll see. <laughs>
0: yeah, as we'll see. So we hope you all tune in for all of our live coverage of the event. We're going to have a podcast episode following the announcement on September seventh. You can expect that in the evening, uh, Wednesday, September seventh. We'll go over what we got from Apple, what we didn't get, and and help you decide. You know what's the best purchase decision based on what Apple did come out with. And, um, we're also going to have a bunch of articles on iPhoneLife.com that covers everything that came out. Our whole team of, of writers will be working really hard that day. Um, and then of course the day after we have the free class, so make sure to tune into that and we'll help prep you for iOS 16. Cause by then iOS 16 will either be available or we'll know that it will be in a few days from then. So you'll get all the information you need for a seamless update. Um, I, for the question of the week, I wanted to ask you all, what are you hoping Apple comes out with on September 7th? Email us at podcast at iPhone and let us know. We love to hear from you. And Colin, I didn't prep you for this, but usually we have an app or gear that we've been using that we share within with our listeners. Do you have anything?
1: Do I have anything? I am. Uh. I will talk up the Nufi Air 75 wireless keyboard. Hmm, tell us about it. This is a piece of gear that I tested out for a new Mac gear article for our magazine. Um, And it is ended up, it will be featured there as well. The Nufi Air 75 wireless keyboard can connect to up to three different Bluetooth devices and one 2.4 gigahertz device using a USB dongle. So you can have it connected to your iPhone, your iPad, your Mac, and in my case, your Windows PC, all at the same time. And it's one button a press away to swap devices. It's this tiny, nice. like beautifully designed little keyboard with all the keys you need, mechanical keystrokes with an excellent action. I'm a huge fan of the new Air 75. Now, I have been using it in its travel case as my like walk around travel keyboard, <laughs> which I guess is a luxury. I have a spare keyboard for walking around and traveling. I also use a Matthias aluminum keyboard at my home station for my um, video editing and work. But that, um, that new Fierre 75, the mechanical keys, is, is something that I've... Once you go mechanical, it's really hard to switch back. The Mechanical action is very smooth and, and just pleasant to type on.
0: Cool. Yeah, I, um, I'd be curious to get that one a try. I have a gear recommendation that's a little more silly, but actually it's, it is a serious recommendation (laughs) and it's uh, the Furbo. (laughs) I think it's really fun, but it is also ridiculous. It is a doggy cam. You can set it up at your house and it has a 360 degree. Degree swivel so you can like see the room from all angles. Mm. And it has a little canister at the top that you put treats in and you can spit treats out at your dog. Oh God. It's like a little talk, video game <laughs> And talk to your dog. <laughs> yeah. So I set it up a few days ago, put treats in the top. Like it has a whole like protocol you do with your dog that you have the dog like see you putting treats in it, let him sniff it, like so they like understand the association, make a positive association Amazing. with it. And then when you open the app, you like it's like they kind of have a like, gamified. It. so you swipe up on like a little virtual drug dog treat and then the furbo makes this little tweeting noise and then it's like spits out a bunch of <laughs> treats and then you can watch your dog like and then you can talk to it and like, be like good boy oh uh, so basically i spent wow. like half the day at work yesterday just talking <laughs> to my dog through the furbo and firing tweets <laughs> at him <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing.
0: It's fun. I think if you're a dog lover and also if you can't be at home all day with your dog and you wanna have a little check-ins here and there, it's nice. <laughs> now just imagine. I wonder if the dog for the dog, it must be so weird.
1: That must be so weird. But I don't think the dog cares. The dog's getting all the treats they ever wanted. Now imagine. Yeah. It, and instead of seeing that on a little screen, you're seeing it in your AR goggles. So you're just like basically sitting on the floor in your kitchen, firing trees.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're, really, you're selling the AR glasses. <laughs> well, to dog lovers. Yeah. Um. So for insiders, I want you to stick around. I've been setting up my smart home. And so for our special segment mm. this episode, I'm going to talk about some of my lessons learned mm. in setting up a smart home.
1: Hard lessons setting <laughs> up a smart home.
0: And for the rest of you, we'll see you next week, September 7th, for our uh, post-event Uh, podcast so make sure to stay tuned for that thank you all so much for tuning in
1: cheers